All right. Welcome to In the Zone with Darmy and Jose. I'm Darmy. I'm joined by my tag team partner, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jose Ruiz. How's it going? What up? What up? What up? What's up, brother? Not much, man. It's been too long. How's it going? I know. It's been too long. I'm going to call myself out. It's, it's my fault. It's nah, my fault. nah. It's no, no <laughs> calling out. It's all good. It's, um, you know, we all need a little bit Shit of Shit happens. <laughs> yeah, we all need some breaks at time, too, you know. So it's 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 all good. No, just it's it's not. I say it's been too long. It's more of just I miss I miss talking to my friend. Miss doing the show. Not like well, it's been. definitely been too long though for both the show and, and talking to you. But no, I'm good, man. How's it going? It's going. It's going pretty well. I can't complain. I can't complain. It's been you know taking you know we did a couple weeks off. So just seeing things. A lot of things are going on right now. You know, which I think everyone was kind of saying once. Uh, you know, we kind of went through the quarantine of no the sports stoppage. Then the timeline, it'd be a lot of sports happening at once. And it is just like a lot of stuff happening all at once right now. So it's it's something almost every day, every time of the day, it's it's always something going on. But so that's kept busy and then just uh just living life, man. Yeah, it's a lot there is a lot going on. Except tonight. Tonight there's nothing going on. Yeah. Um, Some play looking- baseball. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. But um yeah, I got like yesterday we had NBA and NFL was on the other night and it, it just yeah, it, I I I'm enjoying it a lot, you know what I mean? Like there's always something to throw on, but I I forgot about the baseball. Yeah, cuz that's all playoff baseball is my shit. I I love playoff baseball. Playoff baseball is fascinating, you know. I'm 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 hyped for this episode. I'm even more hyped for, you know, we got a great you know, looking at a, to me a very underrated playoff game, but a series next week too. Oh yeah. Um. So I'm pumped for that. But it's uh, yeah, it's playoff baseball is always special, and and that's why our last episode about the '90s Braves was fun because it's a uh, as long and no matter what, how much you love the game of baseball or whatever, the summer can kind of drag out at times. But you know, when you get to that in you know September race and then we get the playoff games going it's 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 always exciting yeah there's nothing like seeing the players out there with long sleeves on and blowing on their hands and then they brought out those hats with like the earmuffs or whatever the hell they were um (laughs) i i love it man yeah no but to today we're we're you know next week is is definitely baseball but today we're looking you know we got and gladly so interrupted in august was supposed to be college football month and then we had a lot of guests you know surprisingly so many came through which we're appreciative of so we didn't get a chance to go through you know our college football lineup and we have time for that so we'll we'll get to it you know to the other episodes we're going to do we did florida state versus miami rivalry and another one that we both were looking at jose was uh looking at that 2000s USC Trojans, the Pete Carroll era USC Trojans. Yeah, it's an unbelievable team. You know, unbelievable team. And, you know, not only for college football, but, and we talked about it with that Miami, Florida State rivalry. And, um, cause they, it was a similar situation with those schools. And, cause I, I look at college football and I, I love college football. I, I know you do too, Jeremy. And, like, not only is the program, like not only what I look at is like what the program actually does, 
but what they do also for like the NFL, like what kind of players are they pumping out out of that program? And, you know, we talked about it, you know, for Miami and Florida state, there was not only NFL players, but also NFL hall of fame players, you know, be, you know, being produced by those programs. Same could be said uh, for this USC program in the two thousands, like, um, there's a couple, maybe one or two Hall of Famers in there. I mean, it's debatable on that, but um, no, they were they were some amazing talent there. Uh, Pete Carroll, you know, was a good coach in the NFL before this. He wasn't as you know as popular as he is now. You know, he you know he, before going to USC, but definitely turned his career around. Look what it did for him, and th- this was a, a an amazing program in the 2000s. It, it is, and it's something that. It's interesting to me in a lot of things with, you know, with Pete Carroll, I'll say this. The hiring was really looked at in a negative way. Yep. And to me, rightfully so, because he had really disappointed. And that's why I do have respect for him. He is a story to me of redemption because he bombed with the Jets. And even you knew it then, but you look back on it, we, what Belichick did, especially those first three Super Bowls, Pete Carroll had – Bill Parcells laid the foundation, and Pete Carroll had a chance to really do something, and they fell right down the drain with Pete Carroll. And he left, and he left in a bad way. And to me, like, the hiring, it, it kind of – people were like, really, huh? And it, his personality, to me, should have been a given looking back. Like, he fit college yeah. so well. But at the time, people were – you know, Mike Garrett, Heisman Trophy winner was the AD was looking for and we hear it and to me you see it now and that's the problem with hiring now you look for those usual suspects and Mike Garrett did it then Pete Carroll was really low on their list but he wound up obviously being the right man for the job yeah because I I can remember when he got the job and I was like Pete Carroll like what USC I was like okay and at that point you know USC wasn't USC Right. They, they they weren't good for a long time. And yeah, I, I can remember, you know, growing up, you know, they had a couple of decent seasons, but they weren't like that. Those powerhouse teams that they were in the 70s and, you know, even some in the 80s and, and what they did, obviously, with Pete Carroll. But, um, yeah, I, I can remember that, that when he came on and, and you're right, he, he's perfect for college football. And I was even worried him going to Seattle. I was like, that might not work either. He's. You know, that rah-rah, like, get all the guys going, like, that works great in college football. But in the NFL, I don't know. Like, that that can get played out pretty quickly. But it's 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 working for him. He's doing great in Seattle. But, yeah. Yeah, I, and, I, I you were right. He wasn't their first choice. And it's uh, really interesting to me because you look at it, we're going on 20 years, you know, was the hires. It, it was in 2000, and I think it's just – I got to be honest, it's just fascinating to see, like, the landscape, you know, this era, really it was like the mid-2000s is when it hit its peak, you know, 04, 05, 06, you know, for this team. And so it was 15 years ago, but it, which I remember, you know, growing up watching this, you know, even before USC wasn't anything to me. And it's, to me, number one how the college football landscape has changed, you know, even from this Pete Carroll era to where it's at now, but also to me, and I, I don't feel this way now with any program, but, and you could call it like I was younger and maybe a little naive, but there was, there's a couple schools 
and USC was probably number one, and I want to say Texas was number two. Now, nowadays, it's different. There's so much competition. But I looked at USC, I looked at Texas, and they were probably the top two schools where I was like, you should never lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, you are by hands, especially in the, in the 90s and the 2000s, you are the cream of the crop for – you always look at it for football states. You always – you know, California – Florida and Texas. Now, Florida, we talked about Miami and Florida State. There's a lot of big time competition there. But for a while, Texas, Texas was was the school yeah. in Texas. Now that's changed. And in USC, it was it in the West Coast. And and UCLA had like a little bit of a spark at different times, but it was USC. And so it always I looked at it like, how are you guys going? Now a down season here and there is one thing. I, I got that. But like you said, the nineties minus like, you know, the Keyshawn Johnson went to the Rose bowl in 95. The nineties were very blah for USC. And I was like, how do you go a decade of struggles? Like, you know, like it always perplexed me at those schools, especially USC. Yeah. And you're exactly right. Like those storied franchises where they, you know, they, they've had championships and Heisman trophy winners, like up and down, you know, in those seventies, especially the seventies or like, you know, we talked about it, um, you know, for that, documentary for the documentary series we did with oj simpson like we touched on usc at that time like you know it it was this is a story program you know and for them to be that bad for that long and they weren't like like bad like they were like terrible like i i just i i just don't remember usc growing up you know and i do remember ucla was spanking them like they were losing like you, you can't lose those games like you know, college coaches, college coach, excuse me, get looked at. Yeah, they win, but how did they beat those rival, like rivalry teams? Like, it's like I, I'll throw out an example just off the top of my head. Like Harbaugh, and Michigan. Uh, like Harbaugh, and Michigan. Like he, he this go. guy can't beat Ohio State, and it's just like the Ohio State. So I knew it was coming. I, that's the first surprised, thing I thought about. I'm surprised it took ten minutes. Honestly, <laughs> that's the first. Surprised. For some reason, that was the first example I could think of. I don't know. For some reason, yeah. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I agree, man. Like this, and I, and I look at it. You see, Notre Dame was kind of the same thing for a long time there, and you know how many fans they have, and it, it for me like these programs weren't really shit because. Again, growing up, like they weren't they really that good. I we our generation looked at like the Miami's, Florida States, like all those Florida teams. Then the SEC started coming in and taking over college football. Like the West Coast was dead pretty much to college football. Absolutely, no, it was, and that's um, and that's what makes this you know it's a very interesting story because I do feel like, and and we'll get to it. Like it, it ended in a bad way. Yeah. You know, but it's not this. And part of it is, I wonder, Alabama, this rise, says that is the reason, like, you know, one dynasty instantly replaced another one. So I don't know if that's it or what's the reason, you know, that it's kind of forgotten about. It doesn't get talked about. And I feel like I hear people still will reference and rightfully, in a way, rightfully so, because of how they played in the NFL, the 01 Hurricanes, or they'll talk about Nebraska in the 90s or different, but like it's it's not talked about to me a lot, this USC team of the 2000s. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Because, and it's not like, you know, you'll have some programs come out and, and they'll get a good recruiting class, and these guys will stay obviously like three years or sometimes four. 
you know, they go on a good run. This is not like it was like a two, three year run. Like this was like a decade, you know what I mean? Like of excellence. Like they weren't just pretty good. They were a great team for nine seasons, eight seasons, you know? Um, So yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Like you're exactly right. I just think again, for, for me, it's like, it's just that East Coast, West Coast thing. Like that, that East Coast bias. Like we don't, I don't really give a shit about the West Coast teams. Like, you know, I, I just, I, I know for me, I don't, I feel like a lot of people in the East Coast feel the same way. It's just like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on it either, but it's, I think that's a part of it. Now, if you're, if we're talking about, you know, if USC, if that team, if Pete Carroll was in, I don't know, like Penn State or something like that, like whatever, like one of those schools, I think they do get remembered a little more, especially by fans of this like area. But I mean, if you talk, you go to West Coast, you talk about USC, I'm sure, I don't know if they're going to have that same conversation. Well, and I think maybe it might be lost now because in, in, in L.A., they, you know, getting not one but two franchises, yeah. you know, USC was always, especially in this era specifically, it was like the the 33rd NFL team, and they were treated that way. They, they were superstars. So it's like I don't know if that helps or hurts, you know, like now that they the NFL is in L.A., so then you're not going to like – necessarily focus as much as on usc because you have the rams and the chargers yeah and 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 i feel like if this team like if usc was was this good like right now will it be a big difference i i I do think so you're right like i agree um because at this time there wasn't any nfl teams there raiders left you know it, it, it was just like it was just like prime for the taking for usc man and they did exactly that like they they definitely took over L.A., but, like, the same reason they had that success, and we'll get into it, it's the same reason why they had that fall. Like, you know, they live by the sword, you die by the sword, and, and that's exactly what happened to this program. Well, to me, I, and, and, and you're right, we'll get into that later, but I I look at the early running. I like what Pete Carroll did coming in, and to me, breaking down his goals. So, of like, you know what, he made it a goal – Beat UCLA, beat Notre Dame, win the Rose Bowl, win a national championship. And I like that he had that laid out there because, like you said earlier, it it matters, especially in college sports. If you're even if you have a winning record, but you're losing to those rivals, the fan base is going to be upset. The the boosters, the alumni, they're not going to be happy. So, you know, to your like I said earlier, he made a point. We have to beat US, UCLA, beat Notre Dame, and especially in the BCS era. You can't, you couldn't control about the national title and who they're going to put in. But you know, you always know whoever wins the is Pac-12 now. But back then it was Pac-10 would get a chance to go to the Rose Bowl. So it was really he focused on, you know, beating those rivals and getting to the Rose Bowl and winning it. And he laid out that structure for them and really brought an enthusiasm to that program that you wouldn't think would would need, but it really needed. Yeah, and I and I like how you just talked about the. If you, had, uh, you know, at that time, if you had one loss in the Pac-10, you were done. But that was it. That was your season. And um, it, it's not like if you lose to – if you're in the SEC and you lose to Florida, let's just say, you know, who's ranked eighth. Like if, if USC would have had one loss, you know, to 
uh, to Oregon. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just it, it will yeah. ruin their season. So not only did he bring that and right, yeah, of so. course, yeah. Not only did he bring that structure, but it was tremendous pressure on this team too. Yeah, because uh, that's that that'll be my you know my knock against this era team. Like you know, talk about I I love when it comes to basketball. Pac-10, Pac-12, I love that kind. I love watching those basketball games. Football, that used to really frustrate me. And I, and that was one thing I felt like USC always – Oregon came on at the end Stanford, and Stanford yeah. at the end of this time. But they, they always, to me, had a walk. You know, once they got good, they, they weren't really challenged in conference play. Like, we, like, you know, like you said, with the SEC or, you know, even at that point, like the Big Ten to me yeah. felt tougher. Yeah. You know, so I think that that was a knockout. I'll, I'll give them, but you know, when I look back, Jose, in like that early two thousand one, like there, you know, there's talent yeah. there. But what I what sticks out to me, honestly, is that O two season, and it's maybe it's his the, this player's story is one of the. I don't really know how to. It's sad in a way, but also like inspiring. And Carson Palmer, how huge Carson Palmer was to Pete Carroll's run at USC, but, and really you look at it, that being, you know, how important he was to the program's history. Yeah. Cause if, if you think of USC, like there's a couple of players that to me pop, you know, right into mind. And I, I'm talking about this era, obviously. And, you know, of course, like the Reggie Bush and, 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 you know, the Matt Liners, but for me, like it's Carson Palmer and Troy Palomalo. Like those are the first two that, that come to mind for me. Well, I, I would say Reggie Bush over those two, but those are the next two that come to mind. And and you're exactly right. He inherited those guys. Those guys were already there. And you know, the turnaround from that that Carson Palmer had from 01 to 02 was night and day. You know what I mean? Like it was night and day. And he had a tremendous season in the 02 season. Obviously, he wins the Heisman. Uh and that and you said it, that starts to run. Boom. Now the USC's back on the map. You know, and, and even like starting that season, it looked like they weren't going to be that good again. Like, you know, they people knew they, they were talented. And I think they started like three and two, the first five games, and yeah. then just went on that run. And then they won like eight in a row. And then that was it. It's over. <laughs> and and really did, you know, that Iowa, that was a good Iowa yeah, team with yeah. Brad Banks as a quarterback. And for them, they really took it, you know, it wasn't even close in the orange. Yeah, they were rolling at that time. And, it was over. Like, there was no way yeah. going to beat them. No, and, and and it was just a talented, you know, team, and and I think Carson Palmer because of the ups and downs, and, and like I said, it, it's a tragedy, but yet there was redemption in in his story. It's a real fascinating story, yeah. Carson Palmer's. I think that's why because I, I look at it, if I compare watching, and I watched them both, Carson Palmer and Matt Liner. There's no question who was the better quarterback to me in college. That was Carson oh, and, Palmer. He's a and, better all around player, better athlete. Like he, he was just yeah, yeah. You're exactly right. And he gets like yep. overlooked, and I and I think it's a shame because of, I always wonder. To me, it, it's a what if that people ask, but it's one of the biggest what ifs in recent in past twenty years in my mind in sports. If Carson mm-hmm. Palmer doesn't get taken out by by uh, chemo in that wild card game in Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, what is his career like, and what's that Bengals team like? I think that that team could have gotten to a Super Bowl. Honestly, they were on a roll before that. They injury. they were going to be Pittsburgh that game as well. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Like they, that that's 
And Pittsburgh, yeah, won the Super and Cincinnati Bowl, was going. They went in. I think they already scored. Uh, they they scored pretty quickly, if I remember, on a long pass by Carson Palmer. And yeah, that 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 was that was ugly. You know what I mean? And but again, he was number one pick. He was. I just think Matt Liner like gets remembered more because he was more of that like pretty boy L.A. scene. Like, and Carson Palmer wasn't about that. You know, he he was more of like just a football guy. And and but to me. He he was the better player, you know. And I, you're right. Um, the the cornerstones of that early Pete Carroll resurgence is Carson Palmer at quarterback, and one of the few guys who, to me, that's where it's disappointing how they played in the career in the NFL. But one guy who uh, who did not do that and is the Hall of Famer is yeah. Joe Palomalu, and th- those two were the cornerstones of that early Pete Carroll success. Yeah, and I can remember watching Mike Williams, and I was like, man, this dude is going to be – he's going to be lights out too. I thought he was going to be – he had a great freshman year, and I was like, man, this dude is going to be all-time like wide receiver and womp womp. Yeah, yeah, he was a flop. Yeah, he was a he yeah. was a flop. He went on he that Detroit Lions run, right? Uh, like they they drafted like seventeen yeah. wide receivers yep. in seventeen years. Yeah, yeah, good old that, the <laughs> yeah. Matt Millen era. <laughs> yeah. You know, good old Matt Millen. So it, it was uh, it it was interesting from then on. You know, you yeah. really see it. That's when it starts, and you see he you have Matt Liner. He's bringing in Reggie Bush, Lindell White. So a lot of names that that come into play, you know, and that that backfield's an infamous backfield. But a lot of these guys come into play, who really, when we look at that dynasty, we're looking at that 2003 through 2005 as the peak years for USC. And you have to give what I'll give Pete Carroll for sure was he's he's up there as a master recruiter and he could bring these guys in and he knew how to wow and get these guys to come in. And, and it was, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I ask you this then, you know, and I, cause I know my answer, you know, coming from, uh, you know, we, we both like from Philadelphia area and you know, these winners can get pretty brutal. You know, if a coach comes to get me and he shows me around in LA and it's beautiful weather and, you know, it's a beautiful school, like USC is an amazing school. Like, it's not a hard sell, you know what I mean? Like, for guys, like, that live over here, like, in this type, like, the cold weather cities, and, you know, he he did an amazing job, you're right, like, about showing them the L.A. and, you know, taking them clubs, and it was, I mean, you hear some players was like, man, as soon as I got here, I knew I was coming to this school. Oh, to me, and I still, this is something that sticks by me in my gut as a fan of, of college sports. And now I, you know, we were never highly recruited athletes in high school. So, you know, I, I not, never was in those shoes, but like you said, yeah, being in a cold area era, I mean, area, even if I was in a warm area, yeah. I'm like, I probably, you know, once I, once I visit a cold area spot, I'll be like, yeah. ah, this ain't for me. That's just me. But like being in that, you know, that's why I say, I yeah. don't understand a lot of times how a USC, a Texas, like, I look at it like, and I mean, part of me is why I gave props to Urban Meyer when he's, and I hate Urban Meyer. I'm not a fan of him, but he's a great coach. When he was at mm-hmm. Utah, and especially that Ohio State, like, to, to bring in that top level of recruits to Columbus, yeah. 
and, and this is not even a, a, a knock. Like, I, I like Michigan more. I'm not an Ohio State guy. But, like, anyone who's visited the two towns, you look at Ann Arbor and Columbus. Ann Arbor is a nicer town. They're both cold. But Columbus isn't really that great of a town. Like, it's not like, wow. So, like, to get those recruits in, that's impressive to me. And that's why, like, yeah, it's funny. Like, to me, it's like should be a given. Like, yeah, going to USC is easy. But they were struggling for for better part of a, a decade going on, even, like, to the mid-'80s kind of. Like, yeah. in the 15th, it, it, they weren't. They were losing UCLA. And so, like, I guess I have to give them props there because – to me, those other coaches weren't doing it before him. Yeah, and you and and you can see from his personality that he had to be an amazing recruiter. You know what I mean? Like for to sit down with Pete Carroll and just to let him talk to you for a little while, and and I mean, and then also you're looking at a coach who coached in the NFL. You know what I mean? So he knows what it takes to get to the league. I'm sure. I, I'm sure that Absolutely. was a sell. You know what I'm saying? Like, and for me as a top high school recruit, my main goal was to get to the NFL and. He's sitting there telling me he I, he knows what it takes, and I, I'm going to believe that. And and again, once I get walked around campus and, and see you, so like I, I'm probably I'm probably going to sign there. But you you mentioned the backfield, and, and this was always like a curious like debate in my own head, like this backfield. Now I'm gonna ask you, there, I mean, if Reggie Bush is not at USC, what type of career does Lendo White have at USC? Uh, he I, I agree. Like, I think he was so underrated. Um, and I thought he was going to be a better player in the NFL, but I get it. Like, he's just a bigger guy, and you're not running a bunch of linebackers over in the NFL. Um, but, man, I, if he would have had more touches, man, he would have had a, an amazing college career. Yeah, it's funny because you're right. I um, And Lindell White says that he helped yep. to recruit Reggie Bush there, which I guess – and to me, being honest, good in a bad way, something about him, like that's really good that, you know, you, you weren't thinking for yourself and selfishness. But to me, I, if I'm probably like his brother or close friend, I'll be like, don't bring him here, man. You, you're going to take touches away. You've seen this because they both were high recruits and, you know, at the Army All-American game. And people saw Reggie Bush in high school and saw the speed he had. So, like, you knew what kind of talent he was. He yeah. wasn't like this, like, walk-on kind of guy. So I'm like, I, I, you know, it's good. And that shows something about Lindell White in a way. But then I'm also like, because to me, Lindell White, between the tackles that I knew then was definitely the better runner than Reggie Bush. Um, and I was looking back. I'm not surprised that, you know, really none of these guys really made it in this 03. This, really, really the national championship teams, none of them really striped it in the NFL. I'm not surprised by that. But. Yeah, like I I thought differently back then, but now I'm like, yeah, it's a given that that none of them were going to really do it. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, know, I I I'm not I'm not bringing Reggie Bush to the team that I'm going to play on the same same position. I know that, and because in high school, like you said, you saw the speed, you saw the explosiveness, you knew he was getting the ball. Reggie Bush was getting the ball, but if you watch those USC games, those big games, it was Lendell White in that backfield getting handoffs and um. Like over Reggie Bush had some games and and I, I just I always used to watch those teams play and I used to be like man like if this dude got ten more touches a game you know what I mean like twelve more touches a game like man he would have been a he would have been a, a high, like a high draft pick he, he just I don't know I just think he was a like a really really good running back that 
just get the, couldn't get that opportunity, and rightfully so, because Reggie Bush was electric. Oh, um, and I, I'll say in the past 30 years, if there's a Mount Rushmore of most exciting players, he, he, he might be number one, Reggie Bush. As far as most exciting players in college football, Reggie's, Reggie's yeah. pretty high to me. Like him, he – he was fun to watch. You had to give him that. He was he was electric, and and I I would stay up. You know, I was in college at the time, staying up late, or no, I was in high school, but staying up late to watch those yeah. ten thirty. You know, on the West Coast, USC versus Fresno State, and seeing you know Reggie Bush just and you look at it, he he yeah. he was like a receiver, like you know, I want to say you know, to now in the NFL, he's like Alvin Kamara, but Alvin Kamara ran between the tackles, I feel like, more than Reggie Bush did. Like, and Alvin Kamara comes out the backfield a lot. Every give me catches balls out the backfield a lot, but they would line Reggie Bush. Like, he was like a glorified Yeah, he, he, was, he was before his time a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I this was the era where these things are starting to change now. Like, the game is starting to get a little more wide open, especially in college football. Um, and then, you know, I, I definitely want to get into the 06 like Rose Bowl, but that that like Texas team that like for me that was the first spread offense, you know that I can remember with a mobile quarterback and it, you know but Reggie Bush was starting that that fast quick running back wide receiver type of type of player that that's been in the NFL and, and in college but you like you said they're lining Reggie Bush in in the slot you know and and throwing him screens it, it was just and he was returning punts like kickoffs like it was just he was he was one of to me, like one of the most, yeah, like you said, like one of the most exciting players I've ever seen in in college football. Me, like watching it live, like, yeah, I, I, I look at. I know you don't like it. But yeah, that was Desmond another one Howard, I thought about. If I look yeah. at from like past 30, 30 years, like Desmond Howard was up there. I'm gonna put Reggie Bush up there. Oh, Ricky Williams in yes, Texas yes. was pretty. Peter Ward for me for me was was another and one. Peter Ward's pretty. Yeah, that's a great one. Um. And I'll say I'll, I have two that jump out. I'm going to get oh, yeah. Michael yeah. Vick at Virginia Tech. He's probably the only QB who hits my list in the past 30 is Vick at mm-hmm. Virginia, who, as far as exciting. And and I'll go, honestly, you know, you thanks to your Ohio State, but he got banged up. But Willis McGahee at yeah. Miami was electric, too. And, and more than – I'm not saying he was – I think in college, I think we talked about it, it was better. Than Clinton Portis, oh, yeah, better than Edge, you know, in, in the college level. Like Willis McGahee before that injury in the in the, uh, the Fiesta Bowl to Ohio State was electric. Yeah, he was uh, a great player. That's that's why that injury, like you knew when that injury happened, it, it was going to change him. You know what I mean? And it did. Like it, it, in the NFL, he it, became. Yeah, it did. Like he still had a little bit of speed, like in you know his first couple of years, but later on, like he it just he became through between the tackles, and it just it it definitely. I don't want to say ruined his career. It ruined his career. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. It did. Is... It did. It did. He's 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 up there. He's like in that. I think he's a big what if. Just like I said with Carson Palmer, Willis McGay. He's uh, if he doesn't get hurt, what? Because he he's a top mm-hmm. three five. Oh, draft without a doubt, easily. And and he still had some good seasons in the NFL, but he wasn't the same guy. So I, I kind of wonder what he would have been. If if that didn't happen to him, so, but Reggie Bush is on that short list. He was, 
you know, he's up there. Those, those are, those are my, and I like that you said because Peter Ward. Yeah, I thought that dude state, was but. gonna come in the league and light it up, man. Like I just, I, I knew that was gonna happen, and yeah, he disappointed, disappointed. I, he, he really did. I thought, and I thought Peter yeah. Ward was gonna be Joey Galloway, another Ohio State guy, but yeah, and he is. I know that's why. That's how I. Yeah, he was. Joey Galloway was a bad man. He was fast. But I thought that was Peter Wark, but he didn't do it. But Reggie Bush had that excitement. And I, I look at this team. It's very – and I try not to be – because I can be skeptical at times. Or a I, little bit. A I little bit, yeah. I say all-time greats <laughs> a little bit. I'm, I'm tough. Hey, man, it, you know, there's no Hall of – it's not a Hall of mm-hmm. Good. There's, there's a Hall of Fame. I look for greatness. So I, I say this. Do, we, do you look at this run, especially in this time, and you look at how weak the Pac-10 was. Is does that downplay a little bit? For you? Uh, not, not, not for me, to be honest with you. It, and, and because it is, because again, like not only, because for me, like a like a college football program, like it, it's uh, it's also what you do, like like what do you bring, like the draft picks and all that, like that for me, that's very important. Um, and and they had some players there, man. Like they like some great great players and some great NFL players. And like I don't know that for me that kind of puts it over a little bit. Uh, I agree with the Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever it was. Um, it was really weak. You know what I mean? Like the and you mentioned like Oregon and and those teams started coming along. Stanford, you know, Stanford was the only team that I kind of respected other than the USC. Because Stanford was like a, you know, like. Offensive linemen, like nasty offensive linemen, like they they were more of like to me. Pack the Pac Ten was always soft. Like that's how I looked at them. Like except for right. Stanford, that's I, what, I don't yeah. know. I, I but that's honestly not correct. until the end yeah, of the correct. decade. Like with Jim Harbaugh, like that's in the middle of it. Like oh, when they yeah, won yeah, their yeah. titles, Stanford wasn't anything either. Stanford would always would be not ranked, yeah. but give them a tough time, but. I, I just, you know, I look at it like you look at their rival, like UCLA was nothing then. Notre Dame gave them a great game in, in 05, you know, the Bush push, but it yeah. wasn't anything then either. Um, you know, now I, I give them this. They they took care of it. Especially I, the game to me that really I say was their shining moment was when in, I guess, that 04 when they beat oh, Oklahoma yeah, they with AP them, yeah. and, and Sam Bradford. That was impressive yeah. because that was a good Oklahoma squad and and Adrian Peterson and we know what he became and you know Sam Bradford was was a hot commodity then at quarterback, but I look at it like it it kind of means something to me when you're not really you're not challenged and I and, and I think that's kind of what stood out to me a lot of times is that outside of that Oklahoma game I kind of felt like in that era and people may disagree. They kind of seemed like if someone did just punch him in the mouth, they kind you mean, of got you mean like Texas? <laughs> you mean like, like they Texas? Kind of, they felt Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. But like you know, I'm yeah. like Notre Dame in the Bush push game, like like they got Notre Dame uh, went at them, and like that's why I kind of felt like they were a Hollywood team, but they they played very Hollywood to me, and I think that's why I didn't. I didn't like about them in that era. They 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 look like a finesse soft kind of team. Yeah, uh, I can see that. But 
like some of their teams defensively were like amazing defensive teams. You know what I mean? Like that 08 team, like that defense they had on the field, dude, like it was nothing soft about that defense. Well, that's what I'll go. And that's what I'm saying. I like the, like the later teams I kind of knocked for different reason. I I'm looking at okay that you. the liner Bush, Lindell. White, yeah, they were definitely Hollywood. Like that yeah. team, like that's where, and and they were, they 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 looked to me like if they got hit in the mouth, you kind of wondered about them, and 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 that's when I kind of looked at them like like they kind of could, they seemed beatable when a team did that, and to me it's like well if yeah. you were in a tougher conference, what would happen? And now I'm not. I know that's a what if because like I don't take it away. They had an incredible win streak, and and won you know back to back titles, you know, and could have was close to winning three in a row. But it, it just that's why I look at it like, and I guess it doesn't. I you know, looking back, revisionist history, it's not surprising then what happened in that Rose Bowl to Texas. It's also to me not surprising what happened to a lot of these guys. Yeah, because the that that O fourteen was probably. I'm trying to. That's probably their best team. Um, I I think it's their best team, that national championship team. Yeah, I think that's that's the best. You know, like I said, that 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 win over Oklahoma was very impressive, and I don't I don't take that away at all. Like very impressive win. Um, but I think 04, 04 was their best run, and. And that to me is where I kind of look at this team because you look at it of just like, I think that's kind of also, we know what happened a few years later mm-hmm. when USC with the scandals, we know what, you know, what happened to a lot of these guys in the NFL, but like, why isn't this team talked about more? And and to me, like the West coast thing has always been there. But if you remember like the end of the decade, like Oh seven, Oregon ESPN to me had made the reason why Oregon football is popular is due to they should <laughs> thank everyone in Bristol, Connecticut, because they they were pumping the hell out of Oregon and just Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. And and even then to me, USC was getting the love back then. USC was that extra NFL team. You know, the Lakers that that's yeah. when Kobe and Shaq was winding down together, but that's probably when the drama was its its highest was oh three, oh four. So then it's like they were getting pub up in the East Coast too. So it's like I, I just wondered why, like reasons why this. Now, do you think isn't talked the way about. it ended? Because I, 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 I think that's a big deal too. Like the way it ended, and you know, wins being taken away, and Heisman trophies being given back. Like I, I just feel like the way it ended, and it, uh, also like kind of just like if these guys. You know, if they win, and uh, all right, let's just give me. I'll give you an example. Say they win, they go out and they they beat Texas in 06. You know what I mean? Like, does that change anything? Because then, because I just feel like a lot of people feel the way you feel about this team. Like, you know, they were very finesse, and you know, again, you punch them in the mouth. Like, you know, it, you're gonna like it's gonna throw them off. Like you said, like it's just gonna shake, rock their world, and. I think that loss to Texas too, like, did that. Like, it, it just it it kind of like cemented what everybody was thinking. So I, I think that really hurt their legacy. I, I'll I'll say this: I felt that way about the finesse. I felt that way then. The, the two things that 
well, I didn't like as a fan. Now, I will give them credit. As far as college football, they're an they're all-time team. There's other teams no. I would put ahead of them. They're not my greatest team, but they're, they're a great team. It's, and it's, it's a run that deserves to be talked about. But um, it was too – they were too finesse. Like, I, you just saw, like, you saw other conferences that were just playing tougher football, and it's like, nah, Wendell White's a good, good – great player in college. Reggie Bush, great player. They're not going to be doing that if they were playing in the SEC, though. Well, I'm not saying that they would stink. But I don't. They were not, they're not going to do that. They played in the Big Ten. They played in a tougher conference week in and week out than what you had in the Pac-10 at the time. And to me, it was too Hollywood. Where I and now they're different coaches, different leadership style. But like Nick Saban, what he's done, you know, pretty much during mm-hmm. this run and after, you know, he'll have celebrities come in and talk to his team. Yeah, but it's not a celebrity. They're not on the sidelines. Like it, it was too much. Yeah, or in like just yeah. in in the huddles and in practices and 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 make it you know I don't see these Alabama guys the appearances that you saw in college they it was like and I can I I don't I think maybe I can compare it to like the, the I don't think the Hurricanes had as much no Luke Luke wasn't times, catching passes but like you know what I mean like during practice like running post routes like Snoop Dogg yeah. was. <laughs> So that's what I'm like. This this was crazy. Like it it, it was like I remember Liner and Bush were in yeah. ads, and they and I'm like, this is weird. They're in all these like ESPN the magazine and SI and commercials. Like and like they're in it more than like marquee NFL guys. Like it felt like for football, it was like I see Peyton Manning all the time, and then it was like Liner and Bush, and I'm like for a little while, and I'm like this is weird. Like it didn't make any sense, and I didn't like that. It felt, and we later saw like it was. It got way out of hand, but it, it just felt like – and they acted like it to me. They acted like they were Hollywood, and they would try to fake humbleness, but you saw it in them. And, hey, Grant, they are young kids at the time, so we have to learn. And I'm not saying I would be any better if I was them at, at that age, 18 to 21, and everyone is fanning, fawning over you like a rock star. But it, it was just too Hollywood, and, and, and that, that I saw then. It was just too much, too soft, too finesse, and too Hollywood. All I know, and I I agree with the soft thing because I always looked at the Pac-10 and even now the Pac-12, like they just they're soft teams. And Stanford changed that a little bit for me, like you said, towards the end, like you know, 2010, like that little run with Harbaugh, that Harbaugh run was a good run. And um, but I don't know, man. Like I just they were that good to act like that. I feel like you know, again, because I'm. I, I'm not Hollywood. I'm not going to say that. But, you know, if I'm good, man, like, and everybody's loving me, man, like, I don't know. It, it'll be, it will be hard for me not to act like that, too. Like, I, I'm just being honest. And, and, and again, I, I know you said that, too, but it's just, I, I can see how that can rub somebody the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like, they were good and they knew they were good. And, you know, I I see Matt Liner walking down runways and shit like, you know, and it it it, it was a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and teams like this get hated pretty quickly for for one for being good because people hate that, and then two for kind of knowing it and being all over the TV and and everywhere else. But yeah, I don't know. It would be hard for me not to like be feeling myself like the way these guys were. No, I I think for sure, but I think also you have to look at it. 
you were talking the BCS time where, you know, one loss, and I give them credit in that 03 to 05. Yeah. They did, you know, they had a long winning streak, but I think that yeah, confidence yeah. could come because you weren't challenged until you got deeper. Because BCS time, one loss, like you said, it hurt even more losing in the Pac 12 or Pac 10 yeah. at the time because the BCS was funky. So, like, one loss was going to harm you. So, like, really, and that's what the BCS era, for as weird as it was, I said this in the Miami Florida State episode. I did love that every week it felt like a playoff game in the regular season because if those top teams lost, it yeah. was like it just rocked everything. It was like topsy turvy. So I, well, the end of the year always would frustrate me, and we even see that with USC in '03. Yeah, you know they kind of split it with LSU, and you know the cold, and it was weird to me. It should have just been USC versus LSU to play for the title, but you know. They, they had a split national champion that yeah. year. But, um, so that was weird. But it was just like they could do that. And they, there was their talent, absolutely, no doubt. But they weren't challenged. And I look at nowadays, why is it I look at those canes, I feel like get talked about more, whether it's 01 or like the late 80s, early 90s, we hold in a higher regard. Uh, Nebraska was a powerhouse with uh, Lawrence. Yeah. And with Lawrence Phillips and all that stuff that he did and and stuff, a lot of, a lot of like dark days there, but they get talked about more. And, and I kind of just wonder, like I've even kind of seen more and maybe for the wrong reasons, urban Meyer and the Tim Tebow era, Florida, I feel like get talked about more now. And that to me is definitely wrong. Than this USC team, and, and, I, and I, it's it's puzzling. And you're right. Like I I do think it's just because again, like where they played, and who they played. I mean, even let's just say like that 05 season, I saw a stat that they they outscored their opponents like 600, like I think it was 638 or something like that to like 300 points. Like that's insane. Like that's like no competition, you know. And what people remember are those big primetime games where, like you said. Teams punched them in the mouth, and, and they almost lost those games. So, like like that Notre Dame game and, and obviously the Texas game. I mean, it was more games where they played really well. Like you said, that Oklahoma game, uh, you know, for the national title, they, they blew out Oklahoma. But I don't know. I just always, for me, it just goes back to, like, that West Coast. I, I always think West Coast is just immediately soft, like soft teams. I, I don't know why. You know what I mean? Because you even think of, like, NFL teams, like the 49ers, and they weren't soft. Like, by no means. But, you know, you think West Coast offense, you know what I mean? Like, quick passing. It's just, I, I don't know. Like, I just always think that. And, and I always go to that. And it's wrong. It's definitely wrong, you know. But this team, this division, this, it, it, it kind of falls right into that. We're like a bunch of pretty boys, you know. Reggie Bush was a pretty boy. Yeah. Matt Lino looked yeah. like a pretty boy. Like, they were just pretty hey. boys. Yeah. And I think I look at it, and I say this. I give them – it's a lot of pressure, 05, because then that's the talk. Three Pete, three everyone's saying it. And, you know, that's that's pressure for the pros. So it's definitely pressure for college kids and that easy schedule. But I look at, like, the, the, the that Notre Dame game. And that game is interesting for a lot of reasons to me. And I, and before we get to, like, the Rose Bowl, I, I want to, like, look at that game, I guess, because that was, like – it was. It had the hype, and I feel like you know, and that's where it's weird though, Jose, because like Miami was a new pro. USC is part of like 
they're a part of the establishment in college football, right? Yeah. Miami's like they were a new dynasty that ruffled feathers, but you like USC the other day, and that's like a rivalry. Oh yeah, that that rivalry bores me traditionally. Like I could give a damn about USC Notre Dame, but people love it and they get excited, and I'm like, I don't give a shit. I really like, some oh yeah, some rivalries don't hit me. Even the USC I, I UCLA one, yeah. people are like, that's a rot, and I'm like. I don't give a damn about that. Like, I could care less about that. I'm like, maybe in basketball, I probably care more about it in basketball than I do in football. Like, to be honest, like, but people talk about it. But I did feel it in 05 yeah. with with Charlie Weiss and that Notre Dame team and, and Brady Quinn. And it was hyped pretty good. And, and they brought out the green jerseys. And I'll be honest, Notre Dame for – and I think that's – I'll be I think if any game to me hit me like – this is a soft team. I I think it's and they won this game, but it was that because Notre Dame, as we've seen before and definitely after, they get if they're somewhat okay, yeah. they're going to get pushed to the top and get praised. That's like why and like to me, any knowledgeable college football fan or expert, you see right yeah. through them. And they always show it in the end of the year. Like you see what happens, but they're getting hyped. And to me, this was one of the first times in a while I had seen it because after Lou Holtz, Notre Dame didn't, you know, they had a Ty <laughs> Willingham run and that got overhyped that first year. <laughs> then they fired him. And then they were overhyping this Charlie Weiss squad. And I was like, nah, they're, I mean, they're better. They're not dog shit, but they're not. This is not a national title contender. And people are like, game of the century. And I'm like, game of the century. I'm like, they're not that good. They can't compete yeah. with USC. Yeah, and and, and USC barely won that game. You know, we all know at the end of what happened at the end of the game. But even that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was illegal, yeah, by the was, way. It was weird. But even that Bush push, like, and you can go back to, like, you know, quote, unquote, like a soft team. Like, they couldn't even get that quarterback sneak in there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just. If it wasn't for that push, he doesn't get in, you know. And yeah, it shouldn't have counted. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. That that plays illegal so, technically. I don't know, man. I, I just and again, and you're right, man. Like that Notre Dame train that people people love Notre Dame. I mean, they're they they're on a good run now. I, I'll give them that. But but they're not. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying uh, they're an SEC team, but they're compared just, to what they I, were I, when I, we were growing up. I. That's all. That's all it is, though. I think. I think Brian Kelly. He's he's not bad. He's good. But <laughs> even the Manti Teo year where they lost to Bama, like they weren't the number two team. Like they were. They were improved, and it's like, oh, they're good. And if you wanted to sneak them into a BCS game, maybe. But like, they, there's no way in hell they should have been a national title game. And like, so Brian Kelly to me has done a good because they were garbage. So he's made them a good program. And kudos. But like Notre Dame's whenever back. they start Notre off Dame's well, back. <laughs> they're you know they get catap yeah they're and they're, they're they get the, they beat like some okay team now it's like the next week Notre Dame's number four in the rank and I'm like how are they unranked and now they beat like yeah. the number twenty three or some other unranked team and now they're number four because they're three and zero or something like that always that Notre Dame bias and, and hey I'm this is <laughs> I how see. this is how much I feel <laughs> passionately about this. Oh I'm going to give props to I'm Ohio State again. And you know I hate Ohio State. What happened with that 05 Notre Dame team when they played Ohio State, I guess the Fiesta Bowl, 
Ohio State smacked nope. him in the mouth. You know, like it wasn't a game, and like, and that's my thing. Like, we see it constantly past twenty years. Like Notre Dame's not that good, and that's what really hit me. And that's where I really thought Texas has them. Was I saw this game? That's why this game is important. It was an exciting game, and it's a controversial game, but. You knew Notre Dame wasn't that good of a team. Yeah, people. I, yeah. Tom Zibikowski. He's a scrub. I'm like, this guy's not. He's not good. Jeff Jeff Samarja. I'm like, stick he's to a nice pitcher in baseball. Yeah, I give him that. Baseball. Yeah, a lot like, of heat. Like, t- exactly. That's why I was like, yeah. That's why I was like, this guy is running on USC here. He he's definitely a like people are like people are act like he's like Dion yeah. or Bo. What sport will he pick? I'm like baseball. He better pick baseball. Like, was, no question. Like, you know, I'm like, he better not pick football. So, like, that game was just huge. That Both teams were soft. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was just uh, like two rolls of toilet paper out there or something. Like, but that – you talk, you mentioned that Texas game and, and, and how exciting and, and controversial that game was. And but that Texas team, they were they were waiting for USC. They wanted USC, and they I, I just felt like and you you talked about like Mac Brown. I just felt like he knew, like you know, we're going to punch this team right in the face, man, and see what they're going to do. And I I just felt like that Texas team knew it, and and they were not intimidated. And you think about it, and this goes to probably speak to what you're talking about. How great that USC team! They were going for a three P in 06. and you know that Texas team wanted to play USC, like. That just goes to show for me, like how how much respect they that they didn't have for them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it it was, and it turned out they were right. Absolutely, they were right, and and not only that, I I feel, in my opinion, yeah, Texas had to beat Oklahoma, and and if you remember, what I'll give Texas credit for is they did not have and I'll call it that they didn't have that powder puff oh no 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 schedule yeah. like USC did like they Texas played people and what I'll say now I'm bringing it back to reality what impressed me for that year was hopefully you remember this week two going yeah. into Columbus and beating Ohio State and I give them credit number two at number four, Texas they hardly Ohio ever State, play. I don't think they ever played they since. Playing each other. I don't, not that I remember. I them, yeah, and, and I think they might have played like one more year, like the next year. I think Colt McCoy had a chance at him, blew it. <laughs> you know, the next year, you know, good old Colt. But like, <laughs> but you know, I'm like USC's not. They're not doing games like that. And to go on the road against a good Ohio State team, as you yep. know, they won up. Had a lot of NFL players on that squad and wound up spanking Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Ohio State's number four to go on to go into the shoe week two. So it's not even like you kind of got some wins under your belt. That's early in the year. BCS time, that can rock your whole season. If Texas loses that game, they're probably out of contention. Number two at number four. And Vince Young was clutched right down to the wire getting that W. And you saw a different team. Vince Young. As much as people want to knock his his the way his professionalism and his ability, oh yeah, pros, and that's what I, I kind of touched on it earlier, and I, I'm glad you brought that up. Whew, like that was the first time that I, I I'm trying to remember, man, and it just I I think that was like the first time I I saw like a spread offense and 
you know, option, like, you know, quarterback run option, like really, really work. And, and they, that team was ahead of his time, man. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why I feel like they gave USC so much trouble because they, that offense, man, they were able to, they can run the ball on you. They can, Vince Young can throw it deep. He can, he was, he was so dynamic too, man, in college, man. You're right. And, you know, he had the game for like, that was a great game he had, man, that 06 Rose Bowl. But, again, it was that whole season, though, man. You're right. Like, they 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 did go into Columbus and, and beat Ohio State. And that opened a lot of eyes, too, because people knew that team was good. Obviously, they were directed in the top five. but And they had tons of talent on that team, like NFL talent, too. Like, we can go into that 06 Texas team and look at that. And But that game he had against USC, man, was was was, I don't know, it was an amazing game for me. It was a great game. It really was, and I think you have to look at that. Yeah. I mean, we've seen a football life in episode just on that. It, it's probably, and I think we were going to do this as one of like uh, well, the episodes best college football games, and and I think because of what's on the line, the only thing I'm thinking that can rival it is really the, uh, the oh, Georgia yeah. mm-hmm. Alabama when Tua came in the game and you know hit it at the end. That that other than that, like, and there's other great college games, but this this 2006 Rose Bowl was, is just special. And and talk about nope, it's not a one. It's weird because it's not a one man performance, but it kind of is. And what Vince Young was doing in that game, because obviously the offensive lines blocking, everyone's doing their part. And you know when he threw it, receivers were catching. But it's really you saw who was running it, Vince Young. If he threw it, uh, Vince Young's throwing it, but. It, you just saw like Vince Young just could not be stopped, and 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 it kind of felt like it was Vince Young. It, it was it because that like you said that Texas team doesn't get enough credit. I think it has in later years how much NFL talent and how good they were, but it felt like it was Vince yeah Young they could not stop him, like, and they knew it and was coming. Like apart. who didn't know it was coming? Like he would drop back, he would have, he, and then that's another thing. Like this offense was like shotgun predicated. Like it was just again, it, you look at that game and that team back then and you look at it like that's what teams are running now you know what i mean and that's why i always say like and i think they even mentioned it in that 30 for 30 like the trojan war um the usc episode how that that team was like just ahead of his time man and again you mentioned like the talent they had on especially defensively offensively you know they 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 had been young uh, i think they had Jamal Charles but he wasn't really you know Jamal yeah, yeah, he wasn't Jamal Charles, and he I think Michael Finley was on that man. team, um, NFL tight end, and he wasn't like, you know, like anything special. But, um, but defensively, they had some some really good players. I had Brian Arakpo, Michael Griffin was a fucking great safety. I thought he was going to be really good in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, they they had they had a nice defensive yeah, team, Huff, man. Michael and Huff was there. But the most important thing, like you said, like these finesse teams. Punch them right in the face, man. You 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 go right to them, man, and see what they do. And they and and USC was frustrated. USC, they were like all pissed off, like all mad at each other. Like it, it was just this game, man, was one of, one of the best games I've ever seen. You know what I mean? Like easily. Mm-hmm. It, it was phenomenal. And and I'll say this on offense, yeah. really all he had, you saw Justin Blaylock. You know I love O line. Yeah, he was. He was a guard. Who wound up? He was a good guard in the NFL, um, 
And but if you, I remember Mark May talking about mm-hmm. Texas, and I, I was a big fan of Mark May and the you know Lou Holtz back then with the college. And Mark May break, you know, Mark May's a former offensive lineman, but him talking about that's a big O line, you know, Justin Blaylock, you know, three twenty, three thirty, a few of the other guys, and he was saying that earlier in the year, you know, talking about Texas when they were going to Ohio State, and I remembered that, and then you saw it in that game where the USC wasn't used to that, you know, it kind of reminded me that we had our show in the nineties Cowboys back in our archives teams. And you're not used to seeing uh-huh. a whole, not, maybe not. more now, but even now, yeah. like uh, offensive line where everyone's like three twenty, you know, all across the board. And especially when you're USC and at that point, good defense, but they're, they're used to the pack 10 where it's airing it out and it's a more finesse game. I do think that was a big oh, factor. Yeah. I mean, you know, Vince Young had so much running room. I mean, 19 rushes, 200 yards, three touchdowns. That's just him running. You know, 30 of 40 for 267 passing. You know, like 467 total yards by one guy is insane. It's insane. So that's why it felt like it was one man beating him, but it wasn't. Because you saw like that, yeah, he's line. yeah, they, he he was just going, and he's a big body too. Vince Young is six five and long and big, but it seemed like he just had holes yeah. To if run they got to him, and like you said, like you know, come if you look at that game, come like that fourth, well, the fourth quarter, whatever. But uh, come the second half, it man, they're barely getting to him at that point, you know, because they're just mauling them at. at and that shit takes a toll on you, man. Like, especially if you're like one of those defenses who you're not like stout up front. Like, you're not really big. You're based more on like speed. And and USC was more like their linebackers were really good and 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 fast. And if you got a big boy line, man, that you can get to those linebackers. If you if you can get to those linebackers, it's over. Like, it's going to be running room. And, and Texas definitely had a lot of that. No, and I, and it's interesting you brought that up because that is true, and maybe that's what also hurts their legacy. But how they were reacting, USC on the sideline, it, it was telling. Like they weren't yeah. used to it, and they they were used to everything came easy to them. And and I think if there's a knock, I'll give Pete Carroll. That I still, even though I think he's improved, he's a great redemption story. Pete Carroll's fascinating in a lot of ways. I think he has shown a different leadership style, especially in the NFL with Seattle. That okay, I look. I think of the two people in the NFL who are different but showed it worked: Tony Dungy yeah. and Pete Carroll. Like you don't have to be the the hard ass yeller all the time, and so that's where I appreciate and it's fascinating. But I feel like, in my opinion, Jose. Pete Carroll did it in USC. I think he did it with the Patriots before too, but I'll stick it USC and Seattle. He doesn't, he's good at getting them up the mountain, but then to stay there and to keep the the distractions out and the in-house fighting and the egos, I feel like he's two hands off with that and it bites him in the ass. I felt like this USC squad, the egos got too big and a lot of finger pointing and a lot of like, Hollywood stuff and he did that's to me one of the downfalls not the biggest downfall I look at with Pete Carroll at USC was not keeping it in-house and not keeping a check on the ego and a check on saying we have a goal here all right we won the national title last year but now this is this year what are we doing now 
And I think, I to me, I saw it even in his Seattle run. As great as it has been, he won a Super Bowl. Oh, it's for sure happening in Seattle. Happened in like, Seattle. if you look at what happened, let's just say, even with, like, the Legion of Boom at the end there, like, they – like they hated Russell Wilson, you know what I mean? Like they just they they just felt like that that goal line, you know, against the Super Bowl against New England. Like they all wanted, you know, it was they were on the one yard line, you know what I mean? Like they all knew they were going to run the ball, and you know, I, I I've read stories where I don't know if it was Earl Thomas or oh, I can't remember who it was, um, maybe Richard Sherman, but they were saying like they he, that Pete Carroll wanted Russell Wilson to you know, get that praise and, and score the winning goal. I mean, to go like touchdown or throw the touchdown pass. And, you know, that lot, he lost that locker room. A lot of the guys, especially defensively. And that's weird. Cause he's like a defensive coach more or less, but at USC, I felt like Pete Carroll was super cocky too. Like on the sidelines, he's laughing at people like running up the score. I, that's just always going to come back to bite you. But, you know, as you can see, even towards the end, like when, the, when the, and he got really hot in that kitchen. He took off, you know what I mean? And and you're right. He is too a little too laid back when it comes to that. Like right now, Seattle, he doesn't really have to do deal with that uh, as much. Like he did when he had those big personalities on defense. Now, you know, it's just Russell Wilson and a bunch of young guys. And, and again, he's having a lot of success. But, yeah, you're exactly right. Like he he is real hands-off on that. And when that shit gets too hot for him, he's, he's, he's gone. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, um, we've talked about it with with coaches. Whether when we talked about, um, uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson and the Cowboys, or we talked about Phil Jackson doing the Last Dance, y- y- you know, you have to. It's important. I mean, I that's what mm-hmm. was fascinating about the the Belichick Saban documentary on HBO was, you know, it, it is something, and I think that's for a lot of us and. Don't get me wrong. There is something in all of us when it's, you know, you're climbing up the mountain to a goal and that's impressive in itself. Whoa, you climb the mountain, you've reached a goal, but it's something else. It's a different mindset where, Hey, you climbed the mountain. Now, how do you stay on top of the mountain? And, and that's where I found, and I still see him lacking. And I, I wonder if he will change right now. I feel like with the Seahawks, they're on like a rise. Like they kind of had it like they, a lot of those egos went out. They kind of went down. Yeah, and then now the past couple of years they're kind of like oh sneaking into like they're like under the radar. They're not like targets yet. I think it's changing a little bit this year with what Russell Wilson's doing, and you know he's been doing it for years, but it's getting highlighted more so far. But it's like I, I wonder then if they start getting that hu- hype and they're they're now becoming the, a target. Yeah, because it, it's easy. Uh, wait, I, I don't want to say situation? that. It's People think it's easy when you have a good team. Like the easy, it's easy to coach a good team, and it, it's hard, man. Like that's why we talked about it in that Lance Dance episode when we talked about Phil Jackson. I, I give him so much credit, man. He has a lot of talent. He had a lot of talent on that team, and for me, I think it's harder sometimes to coach that much talent. You know what I mean? Like to check those egos and and all of that. Like you know, and and we we're talking about Pete Carroll, so it's I don't want to get too much into the Seattle stuff, but. Like what happened, I feel like what happened with that team, and again, it kind of goes to what you're talking about, is they hit a low there because, again, they were trying to like, I think, and I, I, again, like this is stuff I've read and I obviously this is stuff I've, I've seen. Like 
you know, those those personalities, those big personalities that were giving him a lot of pushback, like they're not there anymore. You know what I mean? Like and and now he was trying to make that team Russell Wilson's team and he did that. And now they're, you know, organizationally, they're, they're a good organization and they, you know, they make the right picks and stuff like that. But um, I, it, like great coaches to me, like he's a good coach. Like I, I don't consider P. Cara as like a great coach. Like I, I look at him like a good coach and, but the great ones get that success and know how to sustain it. And, and and for me, that's that's huge. Like that that separates even from the great ones to like the all time greats. Well, well, let's let's stick on Pete Carroll because that's that's who really yeah. he is yep. the face of this 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 era, and, and he is kind of, I think how he's judged. This this run is going to be judged, and even with Seattle, I think. How he's judged, and he's kind of had a comeback now a little bit. I, uh, I, I don't even know about winning. I feel like it's during this past, mm-hmm. like you know, with the social justice Pete Carroll. I've heard people who like don't even follow sports are talking about P- that Pete Carroll. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> you weren't talking about him before, but anyway, but but like it's uh, there's three coaches who have won a national title in a Super Bowl. You got Jimmy Johnson, you got Barry Switzer. You have Pete Carroll, and you have, I mean, three very different people, leadership styles, personalities. Um, Jimmy Johnson, and for me, I, I wonder how you feel. Great college. He's a Hall of Fame college yeah. football coach, and it took way too long, but finally a Hall of Fame football coach. Barry Switzer, Hall of Fame college coach, terrible NFL coach. Pete Carroll is really – it's interesting on how I mean he's going to be definitely fame college coach, but his just where 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 you judge him. Well, compare I mean, and it's funny because I feel like him and Switzer kind of have the, the same coaching style almost. Like um, they're like really like those player coaches, and you know they let these guys do. Not want to say whatever they want, but I mean I know Switzer did in Dallas, but um, like. I just feel like that rah rah, and I'm I'm to be honest, I'm surprised he's having this much success in in Seattle. Because I I thought that Same that here. was gonna Same here. Like I, I I wouldn't say like I didn't think he was gonna be successful, but I just felt like you know in three or four years these guys are gonna get tired of that shit, you know. And it's one thing to be a player's coach, and it's one thing to be like sometimes you kind of have to be like a hard ass. And 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 you mentioned like Tony Dungy, like guys like that, like I. Tony Dungy to me commands a room, like respect in any room. Like he walks in, like he's just that type of person. Like I just feel like Pete Carroll was like everybody's friend. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I, I and again, I'm shocked that yeah. it's, it's still working. Like I, I can't even, I don't think he's even close to a Jimmy Johnson level type coach, you know? Like, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I, I just think, I, and I agree. It, it's, yeah, Tony Dungy is different than Pete Carroll, but. It's still the same, and I think it, you know Dungy. He got knocked in Tampa for not taking you know too much control over like the offense and stuff. But it is a difference. And I do think Pete Carroll shows more like buddy buddy than like Tony Dungy. Um, Barry Switzer let it all you know he let it all ride, and, and oh, he yeah. went probably too loose in Dallas. His Oklahoma is very interesting because at the end Oklahoma was a mess. But when you heard about Barry, now he had swagger, but Barry was a hard-driving, passionate, in-your-face kind of guy when he was coaching the Sooners. I mean, the winningest program of 
of the seventies mm-hmm. in college football is Oklahoma. So it's it's um fascinating there too. But I, I you know it's weird. Like I don't I don't call Pete Carroll a great. He's not great on any. Like to me, Barry's not a good NFL, but a great college. Jimmy's great on both levels. I feel like Pete's like good on both. He's not. I don't think he's great on either. In my opinion, like yeah, like he's good. You know, like he's just like good. And that's why he's kind of like weird because I'm like his I think his I think wins and like certain things can be misleading. Like just because you win a Super Bowl or a championship, it's a great accomplishment. It doesn't mean you're great. You know, maybe you were a part of something great, but it doesn't mean you're necessarily great. And and I and same with even on college, just because you win doesn't mean you're great. So I think that's why like I can see why people looking at it were like, Yeah, he's he's ugh, of course he's a great coach. Look at this and that, but it's like is he a product of – he had a – look at the coaching staff. and I mean, he did recruit, but he had a lot of stuff around him. And to me, what I think in Seattle, having a great organization and a great GM and John Schneider, like, that, that's that been really helpful. Like, Oh, yeah. You know, too. Like, and I – and if part of me wonders that. Like, how much of it is being in great I, I would say this. Well. I think he's really close to being a great college coach. You know, because, again, we, we talked about it earlier in the beginning of, of the episode, how what USC was when he got there. Like, they were, they were shit. You know what I mean? And he turned that program around. Like, I, we, you know, we got to give him that credit. And, you know, and he had a long run there. And again, we, we mentioned it earlier. It wasn't like a two, three-year run. This was an eight-year run where they were really, 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 really good. They, they were a great team in, in, during that run. And, you know, so I – to me, he's really close to being a great college. Because again, and you talked about the recruiting; he definitely did that. And how, whatever, how easy it was to to recruit in USC at that time, like he still had to do it. And so I, he's definitely a better college coach than in football and NFL. Like I, I don't know. I just feel like again, because in college, you got to look at the whole like landscape. It's just not the coaching aspect; it's recruiting and. You know what he did for the program. Was it legal or not? Like whatever it was. And th- well, that's the thing. You know. And I was just going to say I, too. I, you talked about good situations. Ahead, Mark, Somebody that doesn't really get talked about as much definitely now is Norm Chow as well. It's like I, I felt like he that offense they had there USC and how he dealt with those quarterbacks. I, he to me he gets a lot of credit as well. And I know, and I know Pete Carroll's a good defensive mind. Like he's a good defensive coach. Coach, excuse me, um, but yeah, those offenses in USC were like almost NFL type offenses. Yeah, yeah. He had Norm Chow and Lane Kiffin. He had guys there. You're right. Norm Chow was, you know, highly talked about in that. Yeah, run yeah. Of how you know of a mastermind he was. Um, I, I don't know. And you're right. And not to take it away from him. He that program had struggled, but the resource, I guess it's hard because I look at it this way, right? You look at the the times, I guess the names who've really come after him. You look at like Pete mm-hmm. Carroll as a college coach compared yeah. to Nick Saban, hands down Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, hands down Urban Meyer. I look at what Dabo did. Now Clemson. Before you know, Dabo Clemson was, no, Clemson and, was and, and, and never and never I'll really was not that credit. I can remember. Right, 
And and he that's where I look at it. USC is a powerhouse. Now, I don't take away that they were down, but they have the resources. They have like, you know, we've seen a lot of things like like documentaries and articles like Pete Carroll used those resources that he already had. He said, I have the city of angels. I have USC. I have so I have all this stuff. And he was smart. So I don't knock him for that. But I guess that's what I look at when I look at guys who a can do it multiple places or be like longer. Like he had a good run, but that's, you know, it's like a good eight year run. And that was it in college. And that's not necessarily what well, kind of is his fault, yeah. how he left, but he didn't, he didn't, Go. He hasn't done it in multiple places in college, like other people. And I look at like Paterno for years, Bobby Bowden for years, Tom Osborne. So that's where he's in the middle. Where I'm like, did he like revamp multiple places? Did he take a program that was mediocre and then elevate them? Did he have a long legacy like other guys? He had a nice run, and that's where it's kind of hard compared. To I think it was more coaches. than a nice run. I, I don't know. That's just me. Like I. I it, no, I'm saying – no, no, I, I say that wrong. Like, it's a gotcha, great run, gotcha, gotcha. but I'm talking about when we're talking about the elite of the elite coaches. Not compare – like, you know, what Pete Carroll you – know, you compare it to what uh, Dennis Erickson did. Uh, this is way better than what Dennis Erickson did. You're, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, to me, like, I, I give this way more props. So, it's, it's not to say over – or even what Steve Spurrier did in the 90s. Way better what he did in the 2000s than what Spurrier did in the 90s. But – or like Philip Fulmer, you know, one of those at Tennessee. Like it's an all-time run he did here, but when you compare him to the all-time coaches, I think that's where I I feel like it's it's yeah, harder the, to put yeah. Him up no, there I agree with that. For um, me. But I I just feel like I would put him ahead of like Urban Meyer and definitely Dabo. Like right now, I mean, unless Dabo continued his Clemson run, which he probably could for a lot. I'm just saying Ooh. this guy won two national titles in a row, probably almost three in a row. You know what I mean? Like, and again, that I, I think it was, I'm trying to remember exactly what, I think it was like 84% winning percentage. And I agree. It, it was in a real soft conference. Like I, 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 I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, But that's not his fault. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he 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 can't control who he's playing. Well, I guess you can in college football. <laughs> but, but Yeah, but, um, you can. You can. Absolutely you can. He didn't do what Mac Brown. Mac Brown going. No, you think no. Pete Carroll would have said, let's no. go to the to the shoe no. in week two like Mac Brown no. did in 05? You know, that's the, – I mean, and no, I got to disagree. Like, I can't compare Pete Carroll to Urban Meyer. I mean – Urban Meyer, what Urban Meyer, what he did at Utah was awesome with Alex Smith getting into a BCS game, and then that run at Florida, multiple titles at Florida, then the run at Ohio State. Like, I mean, and I'm not, I like Pete Carroll. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of either. I, I'm not a, if you look at Carroll, Dabo, yeah. Urban, I'm not a fan of any of them. Urban Meyer, the least I really care for Urban Meyer, but I got to put Pete. What Dabo did, Clemson was like. Clemson was like a mediocre ACC team. And for him, and honestly, if he doesn't face the greatest dynasty, how many more titles he would have now? And it's a good chance to get more anyway. But, like, what what he's done at Clemson um, oh, without a doubt. is, is oh, impressive, without a doubt. man. Multiple titles. And, and to me, like, Pete Carroll didn't have that at USC. He didn't have Alabama. You know, when he, his closest thing was Texas, and he lost. Like, 
you know, Clemson has had Nick Saban and the greatest run ever in their way, and they've, yeah. they've gone, what, two and two in those battles? Like, you know, it, it's impressive. So Pete Carroll didn't have, not only in, just even nationally, he didn't have that. When he finally did, he yeah, got I just, I don't know. Uh, but again, great. He's very, I think he's very close to being a great college coach. I'm not saying he's a great college coach. I just think he's very close. He's, this was a great run, man. This is an eight year run of dominance, you know, and it's just, it's hard for me to like poo poo that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, I don't. I think he's a great, I think if you want to say like, he, he definitely to me, like a college football hall of famer, yeah. And and on like a top twenty, top twenty five college coaches of all time, you got to have Pete Carroll. Um, but I guess when I look at it, what he gets compared to, and what we compare this run to, is the all time greats. And as you know, he gets compared to the all as an all time coach. That's yeah. where yeah, yeah. I struggle with the all timers. You know, like there's there's you of know course. there's levels to these Hall of Fames. You know. Uh, and so I think that's where I think he's a Hall of Famer in college football. He's just not a tier. You know, we had our coaches tiers, you know, for the Andy Reid episode. He's he's on a tier for me no, lower and, uh, than compared to the all timers. Yeah, then I I can see that. I just again like I just want to that USC run was pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, it was it was it was, and you're right. He 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 did win, but you know they lose that Rose Bowl game and and I do feel like it, it was just different like they they couldn't get back to yeah national title glory and and I and that's what was like a struggle for me with that is you know it was <laughs> John David Booty and 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 you know like losing at Oregon State and and, and there you and like Winning games and, and having you know going to the Rose Bowl and top five finishes, but um, not not getting back. Yeah, they had a couple teams there that were board. like that. 018 was 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 a pretty good team. Like defensively, they had some great players, but they had Mark Sanchez as quarterback. So, um, yeah, that says a lot. But yeah, I don't know. I just think the way he went out too, like, was kind of shitty what he did there at USC and. And I again, I think I, I'll refer back to that thirty for thirty where Lindo White was like, you could see he was like still like visibly upset. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean like hurt. He was pissed off. You know what I'm saying about when he talked about USC. He knew he what he was what was going to happen, and he took off. And that to me is like uh, talking about great. Like that's he's not for that. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't leave a program like that. Like that's just you know it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, well, I there's two. All right, I'll, let's get into that first because um, I think that is what kind of Mars. You said Mark Sanchez, and and that is true. Like I think that Mars is in. Like I didn't like how to me you don't do that publicly, even if you think this guy yeah. is not ready. Yeah. You, you support him publicly. And as much as as embarrassing and frustrating as Mark Sanchez's NFL career was, and looking at it, you maybe wonder if Pete Carroll was kind of right. I'm not. I don't take it away from him. I still, no matter if you're right or whatever, I I no. didn't. That left a bad taste because you don't do that to a kid. 
you know, he's making that decision. He's got a family. He's thinking about other things. Yeah. He's getting – Mark Sanchez was a high draft pick. And who knows if he comes back the next Gets year. Gets hurt. You know, does he play as well with his so, chances it's lower. It's not like guaranteed, man. With, yeah. Yeah. No, we saw and then, and then Sanchez had a good couple decent seasons no. when he came to the Jets those first two years. And yeah, that was that was that wasn't a good look. Like you just you don't do that. Like and again, like you said, even if you really think that, like publicly, you just that's that's not what you do. Yeah. No, that and like I said, that I, I think that's a coach's yeah. job to to tell you, hey, I think it's a good decision, or I don't think you're ready. Absolutely not publicly, and and that bothered me with Pete Carroll doing that. And it seemed like it's that battle that we see a lot, that we hear a lot, and it's been going on forever, mm-hmm. and it will with players. Should they get paid? And 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 to me, it seemed like he was just bitter that his because Sanchez didn't wasn't he didn't play a lot at USC. Yeah. He didn't have like season like a lot of seasons at USC. Um, and I felt like he was just kind of bitter because this was the quarterback I was going to have for another season or two, and now he's leaving. And it just left like feel like he had sour grapes, yeah. and 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 that's how he looked publicly doing that, and and that's what bothered me with it, and and so that I don't know that that that's always stuck out to me as like those end times, which was that, um, and also I guess yeah the scandal, and I want to know how you feel on where the like where when you look at Pete Carroll and and. Like, ooh, it ended poorly on him. Is it the whole thing? Is it certain I parts? feel like, like what does it do for you? I'm kind of like mad that I didn't, I, I forgot about the Mark Sanchez thing. Like, I, I felt like that was not, like, that was really shitty. You know what I mean? Like, I just, but, but the, the icing on the cake for me was, yeah. again, like after the scandal and he just took off like that. And, and it was like, you know, looking at him and, and, going to Seattle and it was just like, man, like, and you already knew what was coming. You know what I mean? Like you knew from the scandal, you can see it on like ESPN everywhere and whatever shows, like you knew what was coming. Um, like I, I have read somewhere like, uh, like, you know, we're talking about like the Reggie Bush issue, like with the house and everything like that. And I have read that a reporter talked to the family, I believe it was and asking them, you know, how do you get this house? And like, couple days later they were gone you know what i mean like and it was just it was not good it was not going to be good you knew usc was going to get hit with some stuff and and he took off man and and you just you just can't do that to those kids you know what i mean especially like those recruits that he had in there that were a year maybe a year or two in the way he left no matter what success he had in seattle like i I just feel like when i think about p carroll i'm that's that's the first thing i think about for me no uh, absolutely and i and i guess i ask um that because you know i think with all the you know especially the bigger you know football it's even there's the the rosters are bigger than you see in basketball but then you always kind of wonder like you hear when these things happen you hear two sides right you'll hear well, how can a coach be everywhere? He can't know everything, right? But then you also hear, like, when you're, you know, at these schools and they are, like, so much. Like, that sports team is the team. And, you know, the the guys who are on top, those great coaches are on top of their programs. 
Like a lot of times people say, you know, you know yeah. a lot more than people, you know, you don't know every, you can't know every single thing, but you know what's going on. So that's why I asked, like, do you also look at now how he left was despicable and, and terrible. Do you look at like that situation and like, say like, could he have done? Well, a I just job feel like, and I, and you know, that's why I said earlier, like you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Like his whole, I, I, I don't want to say gimmick, but his whole, yeah, I would use gimmick. Like get, in getting recruits, it's like, look, come to LA, you know, you don't know who's going to be here. Snoop Dogg, Will Ferrell can be in here. Like, like you have no idea. Like, you know what I mean? Like you could come here and like he was selling that LA lifestyle, like the glitz and glory, the glamour and all that stuff. But it ended up that's what ended up biting him in the ass. You know what I mean? And and really hurting them. And because once you have that stuff, that means you have people all around these players. You don't know who's going to be around these players. And again, like a coach knows stuff. And you always hear it all the time. Like equipment managers always tell the coach because they're the ones in there hearing stuff. And you know, and it's up to the coach to do something about it. For me, he knew what was going on with Reggie Bush. Like, there's no way you don't know that. Like, I I can understand if this was like a backup guard. You know what I mean? Like that, not playing at all, and you know, whatever. Like, but a Reggie Bush. I mean, come on, man. Like, you 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 have to know what's going on. And look, I don't even fault Reggie Bush because if I was in that same situation, I would do the same. I would do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's why I exactly. feel like he. He had to have known what was going on. And then for him, so when it comes out, him knowing and for him not wanting to face that and just like taking off, that's 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 terrible, man. That's terrible. He shitted on those kids big time. And yeah, especially on and, Reggie and, Bush. And it, it's kind of Yeah, that's where it's tough. And and I I disagree with Reggie not having like yeah. Because look at what he lost. Like that, that team that lost two me. wins in was it oh four? Um, I believe it was. And then the the whole oh five season, and then mm-hmm. he has to he agrees to give his Heisman back. Like that's that's a lot, man. That's a lot, and to me, that's yeah. not like you said. It's it's just it's leaving your guy out to dry, and it's leaving at the time those kids out to dry. And 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 I I feel like he knew it was like you said it was coming, it, it was going to be tough. And all right, if you don't, I respect it. Then uh, maybe it sounds crazy, Jose, or stupid, but if you take that, you step down and you don't work for that year at least. And it doesn't equal it, but like it just yeah. it's like all right, like at least like act like you got shame for a little bit, even if you don't. But that just looked like so yeah. like. No shame. I got my glory. I got my money. I got my titles. I'm out. And it's like, I don't know. It's way worse because, like, you know, I always look at these players are young. Like, with Chris Weber yeah. and the Fab Five and, like, what happened there. And then with the banners get, like, that sucked. And, and, and Chris Weber post his career, I've liked mostly. But, like, that left a bad taste in my mouth. This is just way worse of just, like, what he did and how he did it and just, like, I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. how it's supposed to be on the field, right? Whether it's we're judging players for greatness, coaches, like your personal life, your personal life and all that. I don't know how you can't on any level, whether it's the NFL for the Hall of Fame or how we're ranking college football. This yeah, I mean, he's in the USC Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? So resume. I guess they don't look at it like as as like we do, but 
Like it, it's just <laughs> well, like you can't go in there. You're 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 a huge part of these kids' lives, right? Like they come in at eighteen, you know, they stay to twenty one, most of them for three years, and if they're you know if they're really good, and four years if they can, and it's just you're shaping these kids, and like you're shaping like you're turning them into men, right? Like you're helping do that anyway. And, and I get it. Like, I'm not going to knock anybody to, to want to get some money. Like, you know, but he's at USC. Like they, he was getting paid. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it had anything to do with money. And, and, and look, all right. Like, I get it. Like, you know, he was, he had a lot of success in college. You know, he didn't have that success in the NFL. Like, he wasn't like a terrible coach, but he didn't have, obviously, the success he had at USC. So, you know, he wants to go to the next level, and I get that. Like, I, I get wanting to coach it back in the NFL. Like, I totally understand that. But, like you said, like, wait a year or don't take a job. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to tell somebody not to do that. But, man, like, it just – like, not only – he didn't just take the job. He left for the job. Like, you know what I mean? Like he left to go coach Seattle. It's not like he left USC and then yeah, six months yeah. later, Seattle comes calling and he takes the job there. Like I can see that. Like, but he knew this, these sanctions and everything was, and USC was going to get hit hard. He knew that shit was coming. He knew he was going to have a tough time with it and, you know, winning at USC. So he said, you know what? I'm just going to take this job. And it's not like Seattle was the Seattle job now. You know what I mean? Like Seattle was not like the super attractive place to go play. I mean, Mike Holmgren at that point had kind of turned it around a little bit, but still they right. weren't with yeah. It felt it believe me, good old uh Jim Moore Jr. made yeah. it go right back to what Seattle was. It was real not quick. Yeah, and then he I just mean, I just think not, he just took that just to get out of there. And and kudos. I mean, he turned Seattle around and he made it what Seattle is today, but that's tough, man. I'll be honest, um, and obviously, you look at the past decade, it was the right hire. Like, you can't knock Seattle's hire. But I felt it then, and I still feel it now. Part of me looks at, like, you know, that ownership group, you know, Paul Allen, I know John Schneider just gotten hired. Like, what do you, like, I don't know if I could hire a guy. Yeah, I mean, honest, I, like, I and imagine those players, guy. like, you know what I mean? Like, on that Seattle team and him coming in, like, my first thought process, like, damn, he just took off on that USC team and just ran over here. But I guess they're pros and they don't really, like, look at stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. They have to. Like, it's human nature. I Yeah. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm surprised it worked out, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't even think you're wrong with the players. And you know, to me, the players are different. But I would say the players should be skeptical for a different reason because I feel like I know Spurrier and Washington yeah. didn't happen, and I feel like Bobby Petrino, what he did in Atlanta, and, might and have even Nick Saban was that with, the, with the Dolphins with run Seattle, like that. I think when he like quit on them, you right. know what I mean. So, so. Yeah, he it's which he did. Yeah, so yeah, um, that as a player, that's where how I'm can I trust this like, guy? Like, how can I trust this guy? You're probably gonna bail on us, you know. You're gonna and Pete Carroll did. Yeah, it's kind of those things that to me, if it, it worked out, it's yeah. it's like the right it's, thing, but it's still wrong. If that makes sense, like 
it's like I was I give someone an example and talk about this and forgive me anyone that offends you, but like if someone like drives home drunk and people say, No, don't do it, don't do it, no, I'm doing it anyway, and they drive home drunk and they make it home. It, they, they can't be like, well, see, yeah. I made it home. It's like, no, you, that was the awful decision. You just got lucky. And, like, you know, it's not, it doesn't mean that, like, oh, the people who said don't do it are now wrong. They're still right. You just got lucky. To me, that's how I look at it. I think it was I, – I don't – I think it's a bad hire, but they got it right. But I don't think that's the way to go about it. You know, you're hiring a college coach who leaves and – like, that's not the practice I would keep if I'm a – NFL franchise going forward doing that like they got it they got lucky to me but it's it, it's a it was yeah, not I, a right I hire have done it to me. you know what I mean and, um, but he, it worked out and but again that's that will come back on them and maybe it already did come back on them in that goal line stance against New England <laughs> I totally believe in that man whatever you put out there is going to come back and yeah, maybe true, it did there true yeah uh, yeah, because I think definitely, oh, I yeah. think winning back to back Super Bowls, his legacy has definitely changed. You know, these things you look back on it, it's you know the Patriots. I think would have been even if so now they have five instead of six, mm-hmm. they're still the the greatest dynasty in football history. But it's totally different if, if so many legacies. Russell Wilson's cementing his still, but. If he has back-to-back or that or that and, legion of boom defense, back, like totally people people look thing. at that defense differently. I mean, I I don't. I think they were a great Absolutely. defense, but you know. But then again, like we we talking about like, uh, and again, we're talking about karma here. But it's like how he he lost he lost that team for a couple of years there. You know what I mean? Especially all those defensive players, and they were the most vocal players. You know, Russell Wilson couldn't say shit to these guys. You know, and. And he definitely lost them because he was what what I've read. He was like favoring Russell Wilson on a lot of stuff, and you know, and and those guys, those de- especially those defensive players, the Richard Sermons, Earl Thomases, like they did not like that, and they were very vocal. You see what happened with him and you know Earl Thomas at the end of the career. Earl Thomas got hurt; he's being carted off, and he's just sticking his middle finger right at <laughs> Carroll, like so. You know, it, again, yeah. it, it might have already come to bite him, but he survived it. And therefore, no, now, so whatever. And, and and I think it's, you know, look at this USC team and, and how it's scarred. No one really, you know, the 30 for 30 happened. But yep. no, I think the only time I hear them talked about is losing to Texas in the Rose Bowl game. And I, I don't, I'm going off the top of my head. I don't know, but I, I don't know. You know, we're going on, it's been 15 years so, you know, at this point, when you win a championship, pro or college, you have these reunions. People celebrate you, the fan bases. I, I don't know. I mean, things can change in the future, but I don't know if they're, they've celebrated this USC team. Like, you know, like everyone, like, hey, the anniversary of the 014. I don't know if they have. And then if they do, I don't know. Even once Pete Carroll's done. Yeah, style, and even Reggie Bush couldn't even go back, you know, until just recently. Players. And. It's almost like you mentioned it was a good analogy to that Fat Five yeah. and Chris Weber. It, like he was such a huge part of that team, just like Reggie Bush was a huge part of the USC team. And like, how can you celebrate that without him? Is you really can? No, um, and, and I guess it's a team that they were 
it was Hollywood. I think for me, it's in college football, the closest I've seen, like, that a team yeah. is like a professional team with, like, the way they – the attention and the media. Um, I, I don't even know if too many bas- college basketball teams I've seen. I, I, you know, I feel like maybe, like, the 91 – like, the early 90s Duke teams kind of had love like that, but not on this level. So it's a unique team that doesn't get talked about a lot. And, and I think rightfully so. It should be a great team. I think it should get a little bit more. But I, you know, you look at what Alabama has done afterwards, and I look at Nebraska in the '90s, those the Hurricane teams, the, the '80s and '90s, the Knowles in the night. I don't know. They 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 had oh, swagger no. like USC, but no one's calling any of those teams Hollywood. And that's and that's a. And I think that's the difference. That's like, an ugly like. You know. Like an ugly name to have on it. I feel like it's an ugly name to have on a team. Like if you people think you're like soft or finesse team. Especially in football, that's just not a good, not a good name to have on your team. And you mentioned it compared to those other great teams. Like there, there's no. I don't think of those teams that way. I definitely do have of this USC team. Yeah, and 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 I think it is, and maybe I'm. It is a lot of factors, but I think it's something that you look at the careers of these guys and even later on, I'll give it like, like I know what oh, you're talking man. about the late two thousands and that linebacking court. Yeah. Cushing, so did I. Ray Malunga. I thought Ray Malunga was going to be the best of them all in college. Um, yeah. And, and Clay Matthews had a, he, a yeah, they had Tyron Smith on that team. Uh, Taylor, Matt Mays, Khalil, Everson Griffin too. on that defense. Like they, they had some talent. <laughs> that defense was amazing. And and I feel like nope. a, a lot of them don't like for the most part haven't hit. Like I'll give and Tyron Smith yeah. was like toward the end, you know, that peak like kind of when USC went down right after Tyron Smith emerged. Yeah. You know, um but Taylor Mays, how he looked like the next Sean Taylor didn't pan out like that. Brian Cushion, steroids. You know, you know, Ray, and, and even Clay Matthews didn't have like you know, an amazing career at USC. Uh, he just had, just, you know, uh, he came on late that last year. He had a decent year. He had like four and a half sacks, but you know, he had a better NFL career, right? I kind of feel like it is maybe karma. Like I, I'm not surprised that how finesse they were. That it seemed like when they oh, got yeah. to the league and. You know, it's a man's game. It's a league for men, as Jerry Glanville said. And you're going to get hit in the – it's it's just – it's not if, – if you're going to get hit in the mouth, it's just when. When you're going to get hit in the mouth, none of them and, responded well. And it's a <laughs> great comparison didn't, that you made to that Duke Matt team really didn't. because it's kind of the same thing with those Duke guys, especially those – now it's a little different, but especially with those Duke teams in the 90s, like they were great, great teams. Like they were some of the best college basketball teams I've ever seen. Once they hit the NBA floor, it's totally different. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 it's it's kind of a pretty good comparison there. Yeah. Nah, and um, it, it's an interesting. I'm I'm glad we did it because it's an interesting. I feel like an interesting time period in college football. Yeah. In the way we were covering teams, like now, like it's pre-social media. Especially like the middle of the dynasty, like when it, when it hit its peak, it's like you know, MySpace is coming around, but it's not like what it is now. 
Um, you know, imagine so this team being totally following around with like TMZ or and... something. Yeah. It would have been crazy. It would have been crazy. Um, it, 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 it was a, it was a Hollywood team. It was an NFL team and, uh, and they were good for the drama. They, they you know, that's one thing Pete Carroll had. And, and yeah, it, it felt like the closest thing, you know, when I watched like, you know, Laker games now is not the same, you know, but growing up, it was always, you saw all, all the celebrities. That's what the USC sidelines had. Um, it's just really a fascinating thing to see, like, they were everywhere for so long in a team that got compared yeah. going into the Texas game. Everyone called them the greatest team ever to then who would have thought five years later scarred in, you know, controversy and no one talks about you and they're not talked to. It's almost so let like me ask you this. that um, era if they win college football doesn't exist. That old six rolls bowl. Is it different? You think they're talked about a little more? I think so. Is the game still that like they win that the game still as exciting as it was? Like they just get the like the Rose Bowl still that. Or if they like uh, yeah like they like they you know got at the end and win kind of like say Vince Young. Well, I think that makes a difference. I think if the game's like not a memorable game and they win, I think yeah. they're talked about more. But with this scandal, it gets knocked. But if they win that amazing game oh, yeah. like that. I think they get talked about more because that Rose Bowl game is still talked about. Like, yeah, like say Liner drives them down the field and, you know, throws a pass to fucking Reggie Bush and they win like that. Like, I I think it's a little different, you know, even with the scandal, I think it's a little different. But I I, I feel like it just goes to what you're talking about, like how people portray this team as great, but, you know, and then they play these really good teams and, you know, they don't come out on top. Yeah, and I think also, I think if they win that game in Texas, especially in a great game, that can overcome the scandal in a lot of people's minds. And I do think we have to – I think who better – you look at the look at, too, the the culture clash. You know, when you think of – we see it with, like, you watch things on Lakers-Celtics. You know, Lakers are Hollywood. The Celtics, blue collar. You think of football – you think USC, yeah. Hollywood, you know, California is Hollywood. Texas is at the heart of the country. They play football in Texas. That's, you know, down and dirty. And if they would have, and that Texas team was like that too. So they win that. It's also kind of like, yeah, that whole thing. absolutely. And it, that. almost like that. Cause you know, I had compared it to the 49ers back in the eighties and stuff going against like those giants and bears teams and Redskins teams. Like people thought the 49ers were mm-hmm. soft and you know, yeah. You know that first forty nine to Super Bowl that Montana team that they had the number one ranked defense that year and they were like a hard nosed team but people always just thought West Coast offense you know pass the ball here and there like they just thought they were soft and they were definitely not you know you had guys like Ronnie Lott knocking people's heads off like it, they were not a soft team but that's just right. a perception I guess. Yeah, yeah, and that's a, like a great comparison where. They both were West yeah. Coast teams who had it. The Niners showed time and time again they weren't soft. USC did. And, and the, the Niners had to go against, when you think of the Bears, the Giants, the Redskins, those teams just eke like defense, ground and pound, cold yeah. weather, tough. 
And San Fran, a lot of times, would go in there and beat those teams. But it's different. USC, you know, didn't really show that in those biggest games. And, and I think that's what hurts them. And I think it hurts them also that even afterwards, once that, that Leinert-Bush teams left, where you have, you know, whether it's Sanchez, but those, like you named, those talented teams, when Jim Harbaugh came and Stanford got better, when mm-hmm. Oregon, you know, started rising up, that's when you would see them having those losses there. And that's what, oh, when the, okay, so the Pac-10 yeah. gets better, now we're seeing you struggle more. You know, I guess it always just looked that way. Like, Yeah, and that's, again, that's an ugly label not, you know, to have on a team. No matter if you're great, up. all the talent in the world, if you're soft, then it's a lot of people, I know for me, myself, I, I that's a label that's hard for me to, like, get out of my, get out of my mind. You know what I mean? And, if I think your team is soft, then it just like doesn't matter almost what you do for the no, most absolutely. part. Absolutely. So, Jose, this was a uh, it was good episode to come back to, man. Though that that forgotten USC Trojan team, um, and hopefully, you know, we get a lot of a lot of a lot of good banter, a lot of good debate because I I want to see what people think yeah. about this team. But and even more interesting, Pete Carroll for me. Like hit where people think his legacy is at. So, um, you know, please let us know on Twitter, you know, at in the zone two zero two zero one. Yeah, you know, me too. And I, I'm off you, my Twitter bang. I, I just got it on today. So. I love to hear it. <laughs> yeah, don't put on Twitter. You want the president to get punched in his face? Don't don't, don't, <laughs> don't say that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Don't don't do that. We. Jose, we we learned the we learned he learned the hard way on it, you yeah. Know? You know, but we have some really good episodes coming up. You know, also we got you know next week game five, nineteen eighty NLCS. I'm really pumped for that, man. Like really excited. Um, oh yeah. We have after that the Bill Cower Steelers over are overachieve underachieve. We have that, and we might. Oh yeah. Them, you know, Jose and I oh, have to yeah. nail it down looking at some wrestling, some WWE talk, you know. Uh, that that got me pumped. I've been thinking about that for a month. You know, I I'm I didn't know, you know, Jose, my friend, my partner snuck that in on me that he's a wrestling fan. I love wrestling. So I was like, oh, I heard that. I we gotta bust something out. So you know, we took a couple week break, you know, just to recharge. Everyone has to recharge and we had to, but we're back and you know, we're we're gonna be giving you that great content. And I think honestly a lot of good there I mean I I think all our topics have been great, but some of these coming up, including this. Yeah, they're interesting and it's stuff that you don't really hear too much about. Best um, topics we've had but so you know far. what we do here in its own, we're gonna definitely dive into that and and again we'll we'll have probably some good debates on it and, and if not, you know, I'll have Jeremy agree with me with everything. Same. <laughs> and you guys always know, you know, if you want to be nice to Jose, that's fine. But he, you know, you agree with me, so that's fine. But this was fun, man, and I we're gonna be giving it to you. Yeah, more, that's, I'm I'm Jose. Yeah, for Jeremy or for Jose, I'm Jeremy. So there you go, there you go. See, you've been talking. For, I've been talking for so long. I'm getting Peace. thrown off. But for Jose.